0: Oh, hey, Matt Curion, Monsters Never Die. Uh, th- That's me. Yeah, thank you for, for coming on the show um oh it, always a pleasure sir i mean uh, i'm glad you're here because it's actually the fourth year anniversary of the website you know launching damn so yeah f- four years today uh, when this is out um so i mean you probably have heard you know i'm bringing back the talk film society podcast i have heard this yeah i've heard the rumor yeah the rumor is true i'm bringing it back as a weekly show and uh for you know for this series we're covering the films of 2020 you know, just Ooh. just in case people may have missed a movie or two. Um, they, you know, maybe they're busy over the last few months, or yeah, know, yeah, or, or, or who knows? There'll be many reasons why. But yeah. but I mean, I don't know if you've heard, Matt. You know, there's, something's happened where a lot of movies from this past year that were supposed to be out this past year they just got pushed back to 2021. Yeah, um, that's what I've heard. So now there's just so many movies coming out in 2021 that I just want to play catch up right now. I just want to. Re- yeah. I just want you to help me to record some, you know, reviews for each of these movies. I mean, uh, yeah. And really, you know, let's 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 be honest, Matt. You don't really need, need to have seen these movies. I mean, you, people who review movies do they really watch the movies? I mean, are they even watching no. movies? No, no, no. It's it's all buzzwords, right? So we're just gonna take care of the films of twenty twenty one right here, and we're just gonna go through yeah. them, so I can just backlog these and put them out. As these films are released, so let I, I I sent you a list. So let's 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 let's, let's go through them here, and I'll, I'll I'll name a movie and just give me your review. Okay, here we go. Let's yeah. so let's, let's get started. Okay, A Quiet Place Part Two. Oh yeah, this
1: one. Uh, John Krasinski uh, yet again proves himself a very capable director. Uh, the addition of Cillian Murphy or is it Killian Murphy? Who cares? Uh, is A a very smart addition. He adds a a nice uh, Krasinski uh, parallel here. He's like the opposite. He he plays his, you know, crazy 28 days later character. And uh, Emmy Blunt yet again knocks it out of the park. I mean, she's kind of wonderful here. Uh, Some terrific cinematography, um, fun character names. Uh, scary monsters and super creeps, and it's just uh, a wild
0: time at the cinema, my friend. Beautiful, actually, that's perfect. Now, uh, a-, a quick note because we have thirteen more of these to go through. Uh, why don't we try to condense them? Let's let's, let's see if you if you can if you can, if you can uh, make it uh, you know you know ma- make the word count smaller for this next one. Here we go. Bob's, sure. Bob's Burgers, the movie.
1: Uh, the best animated movie musical of the last fifteen years. Perfect. The King's Man. This came out six years ago. I don't know if you know this, because the trailer played for 18 years. Uh, It's pretty good. Jungle Cruise. Uh, Jomi Collette Sarah knocks it out of the park yet again. In the Heights. It's a musical, and it's okay. It's colorful. Fair, fair. The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Another Ryan Reynolds vehicle. Godzilla vs. Kong I've known about the twist in this movie for a long time, and I was
0: happy to see it come up on the screen Nice Movie rules Uh, rubbing a name for people who don't know yet Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife
1: CGI Harold Ramis was weird, but otherwise this is a solid follow-up to the Ghostbusters franchise Halloween Kills The last one was great, this one's even better F9 The Fast Saga Ending on a NASA launch pad was a very smart move. I can't wait for the next one. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Shockingly not starring Martin Short, but I'll allow it. Last Night in Soho. Edgar Wright is back at it again, now this time with 100% less sex offenders. Dune. Anakin Skywalker's favorite movie. Sand everywhere.
0: Literally everywhere. Perfect. Uh, Thank you, Matt. Uh, Matt, I'm going to have you back in a few weeks when all these are pushed back to 2022. Thanks. Sweet. (laughs) It's Tuesday, November 17th, 2020, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I am your host, Marcelo Pico, Editor-in-Chief of Talk Film Society, founder of Talk Film Society. And yeah, uh, we're back. Um, in case you're uh, listening back uh, uh, to the Talk Film Society, in case you're, you know, you're, you're, you're an avid listener, we haven't done a proper episode of the Talk Film Society podcast in, in, in just about a year, but we're back for the foreseeable future with weekly episodes, and uh, I, uh, you know, to, to welcome us back to the Talk from Society podcast, I, I, I thought, uh, what, what, what better way than this, than, uh, than welcoming my two guests for this episode, uh, Alex Isaac and Harrison Brockwell. Uh, hello, guys. Hello, Alex. Hello, Harrison.
2: What's up? I'm back. <laughs> Harrison
0: is here. Uh, it seems like I talk to you way too often, Harrison. <laughs> this, is,
2: this is true.
0: <laughs> in case anybody's jumping in, yes, Harrison and I co-host a Lord of the Rings podcast, which you can find also on the Talk From Society podcast network. Um, not to throw that plug early on in the show, but yes, that's what we do. Um, but I mean, uh, okay, wh- wh- where do I even start? Um, so 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 today <laughs> that's a
3: great question <laughs>
0: <laughs> as a host that's that's one bit of confidence you want to hear from a, from a host where do I even start I, I don't even know what to talk about um, actually today is a momentous a, a, a big occasion it, it's a big day for us a talk from society it's actually the fourth year anniversary that the website itself launched um, yeah it's been four years okay. since the website launched <laughs> Tuesday November 17th. It's an easy day to remember because it's also Martin Scorsese's birthday. So also happy oh, birthday. Oh. Martin Scorsese.
2: Have a birthday, Marty.
0: <laughs> and also it's a big day because uh, the podcast uh, that Alex and Harrison host together, Dream a Little Deeper, uh, it's made its it's made its uh, momentous debut on the Patreon, on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash talk from
2: society. That I just panicked a bit. <laughs>
3: I just panicked a little bit when you said that. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Like, I was like, oh, gosh, people are listening to oh, this wow, now. <laughs> this
2: is real shit. Ah.
3: Well,
0: so so I, I, I planned this uh, to the T. So if you're already liking what you hear, if you're already liking what Alex and Harrison bring to the table, you can hear so much more of that God on our Patreon. Uh, you can hear it on the Patreon, <laughs> which I highly recommend. You'll be supporting us. You'll be supporting the site. Um, you'll also be getting great, great episodes from these guys. Um, or if you want to wait, you know, like I don't know, like a like a Yahoo and, and just wait till the free feed comes out, then it'll be out soon enough. But on the Patreon right now, if you listen to this as it comes out, it's right there. So check it out. And, yeah. And yeah, uh, I mean, why don't we dig into it? Uh, the podcast is called dream a little deeper. Oh, and I should also say, I should throw this up top too. Um, I, I brought the podcast back also, not just to introduce, you know, you guys to the network, um, you know, as a, as a thank you as a like, Hey, uh, if you're an avid listener of the talk from society podcast network, please check these guys out. It's that. And also because um, it's 2020, it's been a weird year. The topic for this episode is uh, 20, uh, 2020 movies, you know, films that have come out this past year that we're going to dive into. Um, so that's that's the main topic. But before we get into that, uh, I want to talk about Dream a Little Deeper, guys. Um, yes. Uh, I'll start with you, Harrison. So yeah. I don't even know the timeline anymore because time doesn't mean anything <laughs> I, I can't even remember when you first came to me w- w- with this idea that, that that you and alex had or maybe at that point you're already working on it um harrison oh, can, can you even yeah, yeah uh, i'll start with you like uh, tell me uh, how this whole thing got started
2: um alex had an idea <laughs> <laughs> like you kick it to me because i've been the the middleman between you and oh, yeah. Alex. this yeah. is alex's this is alex's brainchild like i've I basically bullied my way onto the project by being like, I want this movie, I want this movie, I want this movie, I want this movie, I want this movie. (laughs) And it, it got to the point where I requested like 15 of the 58 and Alex was just like, (laughs) <laughs> Just be on all of them
3: it's no no what happened was what happened was so originally in the original conception i was gonna have make sure i had at least one guest per episode so i was putting out surveys putting out feelers trying to see like okay who would be interested in doing this what films are they interested in and like where can i sl- like slide everyone and so harrison was already in like more than anyone else and then one day he just comes up to me and he's like, you know, Alex, like any episode, you don't have someone just put me in. Like, <laughs> I will. I I don't even care if I haven't seen it. Just put me in and I'll do it. And at that point I was like, I mean, honestly, it just makes sense for us to do this together now. So, um, <laughs> like, yep. so then he definitely bullied his way onto the honest <laughs> co-host. hundred yeah, uh, percent. And something we should <laughs>
0: immediately touch on because, uh, you could be, we could talk about anything right now the, the podcast could be talking about any subject. Um, you, yes, you guys could that's be talking, point. You guys could be talking yeah, about a Steven Seagal that's, podcast, that's, which is also yeah, on the network. <laughs>
2: yeah, we have not but, actually explained what this show is. No, um, we haven't. <laughs> uh, uh, Alex,
0: yeah. why, don't you, why don't you take the lead? Uh, what is uh, yeah. Dream a Little Deeper about?
3: So Dream a Little Deeper is a critical retrospective of the Walt Disney Animation Studios films. So what does that mean? Because that's a lot of big words. Um, basically, Harrison and I are watching every single Disney Animation Studios film in order, starting with Snow White, ending with Frozen 2, wow. um, as of right now. And then um, basically every week we watch a movie. Um, I do a little background research just to try to contextualize the movie. So like what's happening in history at this point, what's happening in animation history, Walt Disney Company history, um, what are these big social movements that we see happening right now? Um, so just kind of contextualize the movie and then we just discuss the movie critically. So um, what works from a technical standpoint, what doesn't work from a technical standpoint, what are we seeing happening with bigger themes um, and just kind of hashing it out and interspersed through all of that is um, excerpts from interviews we've done with about 25 different people at this point and counting. Um, So really trying to get a whole cultural, like get a grasp on the cultural perception of not only Walt Disney, but these films that are beloved by so many people, um, across the world, so.
0: Yeah, and uh, like I was saying uh, before we started recording, I was re-listening to the first episode, which is it's Snow White, right? That's the first one. Yeah. Yes,
3: that's yeah. the first one.
0: Um, and and I was also telling you this, uh, both of you, um, when we talked last, uh, in a little like 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 pre-release meeting, but I just love how this series is produced. Because I'll just say this,' it's, it's the most and this is um, in, in I'm saying this as a positive. It's the most produced show we've had on the network ever in the best way possible. because uh, you have like you're, like you're saying, Alex, like how many voices like 25 people <laughs> so
3: at, least. at least. I think that's people? where we're at right now. Yeah so <laughs> and, we're,
2: and we're still trying to nail some people to the ground and get them on air. So like, yeah we're not done yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not
0: just like um I mean as 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 a uh, talk from society fans will listen to uh, later on this month or maybe they've already uh, uh you know a, a heard an episode or two of you know of a of a of a Star Trek film retrospective which is three people and that's it. No, no, no. This is what you're doing is it's like the main focus is um Alex and Harrison talking about the movie but then also you're bringing in all these voices bringing their own unique opinions and I find mm-hmm. that like fascinating to listen to it's it's well i think it's yeah
3: oh sorry go ahead i didn't mean to cut you. no no. i was just gonna say
0: it's i was basically uh giving you more praise it's fantastically well put together um thank you uh, and i'm gonna give the praise to alex because i'm assuming she's the one who edited this right yep (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: yep (laughs) yeah that was me (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my goodness let me tell you trying to put a smash cut together of 25 different interviews is the most tedious thing but man does it sound so good in the end like it's worth it but yeah this is definitely a post-production heavy podcast um and i think because like it was important to me when doing this series that i got as many diverse opinions as possible you know in media nowadays it's I think the common critique of podcasts is two white guys sitting in front of a mic (laughs) talking about movies. Um, and you know, I think for me, it's just so important to make sure that all the different perceptions can be like, you know, that I'm like, I'm showing people like these are all the different ways you can view Disney and these movies. Like there's not just one way you can do it. Um, And just making sure, especially, like, given the Walt Disney Company's history with, uh, you know, using racial stereotypes in their films and not really being that great with women in the early films. You know, just, like, making sure that we're engaging in these films critically. Because even though, like, we watched them as a kid, you know, it doesn't mean they're perfect. Yeah, we have nostalgic sentiments toward them, but they're not, like a perfect representation of the society we live in. Um, so it's important to look back and to view it critically, I think.
0: Yeah, and it's, and it's a main draw of why I was so happy to have this on the network. Um, uh, and again, I should say, yeah, I didn't have any input in this. It's all Alex and <laughs> Harrison. Oh, well, I'm assuming Harrison is mostly Alex, right? Yeah. <laughs> <But laughs> <laughs> I joke, but yeah, no, it's 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 a voice, it's voices that I want to put out there and say yes, like we can have this conversation about these films in this critical, uh, uh, you know, w- with this critical lens, with these, mm-hmm. um, with the multitude of voices that it has. So from hearing the pitch, from hearing the the first episode and the other episodes, yeah, I'm like, yes, this is great, uh, and I'm I'm so happy to have people. Uh, finally hear it's um uh, I, uh, so how many episodes do you plan on doing because the when when you said through frozen 2 all of a sudden i'm like wait a second how many Walt disney animated films are there how many
2: <laughs> um so as of right now there are 58 um, 58 okay okay by yes. the time we get to the end There will probably be 60 because Ryan and the Last Dragon is going to hit, and then the next one after that will probably hit before we're done. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're looking at 60 movies. We compressed for episodes six and seven, we compressed Saludos Amigos and Three Caballeros into one episode, and then we took all four package films and jammed (laughs) them into one episode. A
3: mistake.
2: (laughs) A mistake. mistake. Oh my gosh, that was the
3: longest week of my life. (laughs)
2: Watching Make Mind Music, Melody Time, Fun and Fancy Free, and The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, and doing all of that in an episode. It's a long episode. Our discussion on it was two hours. And then when you add in all the post-production stuff, that's probably gonna be our longest episode of the entire run. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Um but it hits early and then we're back down to single movies again. Yeah. So we'll probably we will probably end up just shy of uh, we'll be in like the 55, 58 episode range by the time we're done, if I had to guess. Uh,
0: Harris, let me turn it to you. What's, I mean, I mean <laughs> I, I'm, mean, uh, i I'm gathering you're, you're kind of early on in the process,
2: <laughs> you know? Uh. You see, you say that. <laughs> um, we are early on in, in having finished episodes. We have the first five completed. Right. Mm-hmm. We started... Alex pitched me this project in October of 2019. Oh,
3: wow. It was started, actually... It was November. It was November, November. because okay, so about it was year. the... I got the idea when Disney Plus launched. Gotcha. Because uh, okay. a couple years ago in college, I was like, you know what would be really cool is if I watched every Disney animated film in order. And I tried to do it, and I got lost at the package films just because they I just couldn't do it. And also, they were really difficult to find at the time. Um, and then when Disney Plus launched, I was kind of looking for something like a creative project to do. And I think I started putting feelers out in December, but I talked to Harrison about it before then. Yeah. So it's been about a year we in started, the
2: works. We started recording interviews. February. Yeah, February, I think. I've mm-hmm. got the yeah. Yeah, just about early February. So it's yeah. been it's been going for a while.
3: <laughs> yep. But yep.
0: I, I I'm not trying to bring up the fact that you might be doing this for a long time, but uh so far it's 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been great listening to. I, I, yeah. I, I thank you.
3: I, I I hope
0: the drive is still there that you'll 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 make it oh, to the yeah. finish line. Yeah,
2: right? No, we're having a we're having a blast and we know that like the workload is going to shift cuz right now alex d- is doing the history up front uh, yeah, and the editing while juggling her full-time or her full-time job and i'm just like i did a lot of stuff pre-prod wise i did all the yeah. time stamping for interviews i'm writing all the episode descriptions um, but then we're going to hit about we're gonna hit like the at like 1980. Harrison does all the research going <laughs> forwards because and
3: that'll I think yeah, will help a bit. Just, that'll help a lot and it'll like
2: it'll yeah. it'll force us to shift our energies around and it'll change up the structure because suddenly like mm-hmm. a lot of these early episodes are. Alex talking a lot during the front half, and then it being pretty split down the middle in the back with the guests interspersed, and then at about the 1980s, about the halfway point, it's just going to flip entirely, yeah. and people have to listen to my dumbass talk a whole bunch.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something um, that's brought up in the first episode for sure. Uh, I mean, uh, Harrison, what what is your um, fascination with like the the 80s and onward of of of, of that side of Disney, Harrison?
2: I. I think the transition away from 2D animation is really fascinating. It's a fucking crime. It's a damn shame um, because of the way they handle it. But like the the stumbling blocks and the, the stumbling blocks they hit coming out of the 80s going into the Renaissance and how they hit that upswing and then how they just bungle it again by doing all this weird stuff in the early 2000s, then shifting into cg how that almost falls apart on them and then it and then tangled just kind of brings them back to their roots and they're able to stabilize and go forward from there um but also the 80s is when they solidified into the walt disney company that we know today because Mm -hmm. of um eisner and ronald reagan doing what they did uh i just i think it's a really interesting time not just in Disney's history, but in media history in general and in terms of like global economic situations. So it's just, it's, it's this massive turning point globally, much like the 40s were. So it yeah. all, it almost, it almost fits, not just cause like I like that time period, but it is like there are two movements of Disney. There's when yep. Walt started, and then there's when Eisner took over. And they mm-hmm. like, it's a very clear split, not just in terms of artistic stuff, but in terms of what the company is.
3: Because Eisner notably took over and then kind of spurred on what is now known as the Disney Renaissance, which is all those films that came out in the 90s, which are kind of heralded as some of the best work, you know, that they'd done at least in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, So you kind of see these two big waves, like at the start of Disney history. So with those first five films that you can now listen to on the Patreon, um, that's when Walt Disney was really trying to master animation as an art form and as a technique um notably when you look at um snow white pinocchio fantasia and bambi he's trying to make each film look better and better and better with each one now i guess spoiler alert for the podcast
2: (laughs) (laughs) alex (laughs) i swear (laughs) to god you can't spoiler tag history we've been through well that's what
3: i'm doing but basically what happens is world war ii kind of messes that up you know and you get some great films in the 50s in the 60s and the 70s but it's kind of like it's not like when you look at it from a technique standpoint it's not quite where it was um and then in the 80s and then with Eisner and then the 90s like animation like you know you start seeing pictures um who are nominated you know to who people say should be nominated for best film, you know, which is something that's a huge deal and not really thought of at the time. I think, Harrison, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Beauty and the Beast nominated for best picture?
2: Yes. Yeah. That's what
3: I thought. Yeah. But it didn't yeah. win. No. <laughs> and kind of spurred on the whole like separate category for animation yeah or like was, you know
2: yeah but we'll, we will we will get into this more in detail because yeah
3: i don't if, mean if, to like no
2: if you listen to if you've listened to any of the podcasts i've been on on the to- on the network uh about half of them up until we released going homes deep or oscar stuff because i just love talking <laughs> about the oscars so we will get into that um yeah. but it's immensely funny that the best animated feature category was we need to give Disney a consolidate uh, consolation prize basically every year because they're good, mm-hmm. but they're not real cinema. And then they proceed yeah. to lose like the first three of them. Yeah, It's the fucking funniest thing on the well,
3: planet. Well, and like the Oscars it's has so always good. been trying to do consolation prizes like with Snow yeah. White, you know, like I guess they, I think they won like best song um where they were nominated for best song, but really uh-huh. like there was this whole thing where Walt won like, basically an honorable mention, like, hey, look, you did a great job. It's not good enough for one of Lifetime our awards. Achievement award. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. And so then they gave him one big Oscar and then like seven little statues for the little dwarves. And that and that is always like that has been his driving force of rage. Like just the fact that he did not win that has been like, all right, well, you know what? We're just going to show them it's going to get better. And that's kind of part of the reason why he keeps trying to get better and better and better with his later films. So anyways, I digress. That's, (laughs) that's, that's a whole other topic. We know
2: so much about this (laughs) stupid man.
0: (laughs) We really do. It's one thing I love from, from listening to the series is like, you don't, uh, particularly... I mean, you. you it's not a... I mean, I'm, it's, it's not 100% like, positive... You know... Uh, um, uh, no. Yeah. I, no, I,
2: absolutely I, not. I am, I am very... I am very clear on that show. Fuck Walt Disney. <laughs> Fuck yeah. that guy.
3: Yeah. And I kind of take more of like the... Lee, you know, I look at what he's done and I'm like, you know what he's has done some great things. however, just because the product that he has made and the success he has a success he's created a successful company, even though those are things that are really good about him, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's a saint um even though he creates these movies that tell moralizing tales. so it's important, I think to mm-hmm realize that you know he was as one of our guests said a white man in the 1940s like you know you have to keep that in mind and realize that you know his lived experiences and how he views the world does influence the messages and the subliminal themes in his movies um See and our Dumbo it's important to, for more. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just—it's important to recognize that I think when looking at the films and just kind of brushing it off, I think just doesn't allow one to take in the whole picture of the films and of the company. Um, I mean, and that's why it's called dream a little deeper because we want people to be able to get past the surface level um, image that this company and Walt Disney tries to put out there, like there's more to the story. Um, and it just makes it a more richer, you know, r- realistic story in the long run. So,
0: yeah. And yeah, you know. it's, it's one aspect of, of, of this that I love. It's, um, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> You know, it's not a, a shining portrait of Walt Disney, the man. Uh, mm-hmm. I think immediately, right off the bat, or within the first few minutes of the first episode, you're like, yeah, I, I love that ro- at, um, montage of people saying, yeah, he's good, you know, to people saying, oh, I don't like him at all. <laughs> I don't respect
2: yeah. him at right. Yeah. <laughs> we, right, right. We, 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 bless Alex. Like we, got, we, asked that que- we asked who is Walt Disney of every single person that came on the show, and we have... Three or four hypercuts of people respond of like the different responses throughout these first five episodes. It's mm-hmm. it's very good because a lot of people have a lot of diverse opinions of this man.
3: Exactly, and really the truth is when you look at all of them, you know you can kind of figure out you get a you get a better like a more truthful image when you're able to see like what different people have to say because everyone knows different things in in the end um and because the walt disney company is so particular about the image of walt that it perpetuates um what we're getting from them isn't always 100 percent accurate um it may have some truth to it but it's not the full story
0: yeah and I just wanted to uh, look this up just to make sure uh, my first thought was correct but uh, yes uh, Shrek won the first best animated <laughs> feature yep. uh, Shrek. in 2001 yep. yes. Stop. yeah uh, it, it was it was uh, the, 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 the category was Shrek Jimmy Neutron and monsters Inc and it went to Shrek in 2001 so yes
3: interesting
0: yeah and then the following year spirited away one and then the yep. year, year after yeah, that
3: yeah that makes sense year after
0: that finding nemo so there you
3: go oh okay All and right. it was a pixar movie too it yes. wasn't disney animation studios that's interesting
2: yeah yeah uh, disney animation studios didn't really have a great track record of that category up until well, it- decently recently
3: yeah, because when Shrek came out, that was the early two thousands, and that's when we have our Chicken Little's and Home on the Ranges and <laughs> 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 that fun stuff. <laughs> so it makes sense that it wouldn't have been until later, and that it would have gone to different studios. And if P- Disney even got it, it would, yeah, that 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 checks out. It's God, insane. the fucking
2: the chaotic energy that is going to emerge on those episodes! I'm so excited <laughs> to get there. It's gonna be,
3: it's gonna uh, be great.
2: And uh, yeah, so
0: again, just to emphasize this, and we'll talk about this at, at the end of the show too. But uh, right now on the Patreon, first five episodes of Dream a Little Deeper, right there for everybody to listen to. If you're a patron, um, and if you are, uh, thank you. And if you're not, what are you waiting for? Um, and then
3: You can do it for $1. Yeah, just $1
0: for a buck. And then uh, uh, you'll have your own uh, free feed. Dream a Little Deeper will, will have its own feed uh, starting mm-hmm. the 24th of November, if you want to wait that long but why would you want to wait uh, but yes uh, there you go uh, again I mean as I said at the beginning of the conversation if you're already in love with Alex and Harrison why
2: not
3: <laughs> I, mean, I mean how can you not be <laughs> right we're adorable <laughs> <laughs> um
2: I promise I'm less shouty on this show than I am on Going Helms Steep. <laughs> you know what? That's a lie. I can't even get through that. I am not. No, less shouty. please, yeah. P- please don't lie to I am, people, Harrison. <laughs> I am. I am arguably more shouty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it, you know, people
0: are presumably fans of Harrison on Going Helm Steep, and if if you want more of Harrison, then there you go. <laughs> I, think I know they don't
3: know lo- who I am. I, I think, think Harrison's the one who has patrons. What? <laughs> All right, Harrison. I'm sorry to do this, but um. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to let you go now. Oh. I'm just thinking about the good of the show. <laughs> oh, um.
0: And I gladly accept the co-host role of Dribble Little Deeper.
3: No, I'm just, You know, it's, it's funny. All right, you got to brush up on your Eisner era. Oh, damn it. The era I, was, I was worried about, about this. Because I know next <laughs> to yeah, nothing I know about Disney.
2: I
0: know is. No, I know nothing of Disney. That's why I enjoy listening to your show, because I know nothing of Disney. I, I That's my one huge blind spot is like a lot of Disney animation even like that's uh, funny you
3: say that yeah, yeah because for me that's like the one thing i actually know about when it comes to film i don't really it's know anything else funny. but i
2: do know it's exceedingly disney. funny <laughs> oh
0: boy, i know i know basically everything else except
2: disney <laughs> i'm like what amazing no, it's, ex- it's amazing. exceedingly funny like if y'all thought i didn't know a ton of stuff when i pitched fresh eyes like alex has a media studies degree and is like what what's more <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's funny you say that because the next episode of this uh, of this show we'll cover Borat, so I'm yeah. going to be talking in depth about Borat in the next
2: no, episode. I li- we li- we literally had to I literally literally had to explain to Alex the other day what Borat was <laughs> conceptually, and she was like, "I've never heard of this."
3: It was the running joke at school was that Alex is the communications media studies major who doesn't consume media. Like people would just like I didn't like people would be like. Oh yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal in Night Rider or whatever. And I'm like, who's Knight that? Writer. Never <laughs> heard Knight, of that. Knight, I don't know. Oh, see, <laughs> she, see see
2: she clearly meant Nightcrawler but didn't yes. no, know that's, that's what she yeah, that's what, what I meant.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm hopeless. Like and I somehow like got my, they still gave me my degree. So, you know <laughs>
0: I love I love we're we're doing doing I, great. I love great. Ryan Gosling and Carl. <laughs> that's a great movie. yeah. <laughs> Um, oh. Drive. Oh god. Um, speaking of movies, 2020 yeah. movies. That's the main. That's the main topic of this episode. Uh, Don't worry,
2: guys. The episode will be 30 minutes long. <laughs> ah, shit.
0: Goddamn it, you Harrison, <laughs> keeping tabs on me. Um. So yes, the main topic is 2020 movies. I went to both of you asking for your for 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 some picks for for 2020 films because uh, as part of this series. Um, a part of the series uh, is that I want to go back and maybe catch some films I or the listening audience may have missed. You know, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're approaching the end of the year. Uh, we're approaching this is another thing I should have brought up earlier, but we're approaching the Talk Film Society Awards uh, voting yes. season. Uh, yes. Where people who follow us on Twitter, who, who read the website, who are fans of ours can vote. And who oh, can, my
2: favorite part of the year. They, oh, it's they, so good.
0: They can pick, uh, you know, best film, best actor, actress, etc., etc. So, yes, uh, for everybody's sake, uh, let's go back because it's been a weird year. I don't even have to say that. But, yeah, it's been a weird year, so why don't we go back and, and you know, talk about some films we may have it's missed. It's
2: almost like every day this year has just been an infinite time loop. Yeah,
0: oh, 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 Harrison. I mean, do you want to do uh, my job for me because that's that's a perfect transition <laughs> to Palm Springs. It's, yeah. it's a movie you brought hey. up, Harrison. Uh, yeah, Palm Springs fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. So, Harrison, I'm gonna toss it to you here. Uh, why Palm Springs? That's the that's the um, question.
2: So, I mean, for, on uh, first off. Uh, when you when you pitched when you asked us to bring a movie, I was like, "Shit, what have I seen this year?" Because uh, not being able to go to a movie theater for the vast majority of vast majority of it, I haven't exactly been compelled to keep my normal letterbox list. Right. So I don't know what I've seen this year. So I had to literally Google 2020 movies, and Palm Springs was one of the first things that came up. I'm like, "Oh, word, that movie's good." I'll t- I can talk about that. Um, because it was either this or Borat too, And I could not remember anything else that came out this year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. It's just fair. Because, like, when, when I had this idea for this, uh, for this series, for this topic, I'm like, wait a second. What came out this year? <laughs> so yeah. I, I went to my litter box. I went to my uh, top ten of the year so far. And, yeah, Palm Springs was one I, it was on my watch list to see. And I saw it this morning for this episode. So, yeah. Uh, T- tell me about why you liked Palm Springs, Harrison.
2: So, first off, I'm a sucker for, like, high-concept nonsense like this. Um, I went into this movie completely blind, knowing that it was only a... Like, it was an Andy Samberg thing, so I figured the rest of the Lonely Island must be lurking in the background. Yeah. Um, which they were. Uh, they all got producer credits, so that's, like... That's a good sign for me. And then I was immediately hooked when they did the Sony Pictures classic logo, but Lonely Island <laughs> classics. And I yeah. was like, yeah, all right, I'm I'm in. Um I went in completely blind. I thought this was gonna turn into like a battle royale type thing as soon as JK Simmons showed up. <laughs> and then they reset the day and I lost my mind. Uh, it also also um the fact that it's it's set on November 9th. One, my birthday. Two oh um watching it right now feeling like like every day is the literal same in the in like november yeah no um days don't mean anything and this is like this is the 2020 movie for me like literally just stuck in the same day over and over and over again feeling like you can't do anything to change your situation and make it stop can't fix anything except for like super convoluted nonsense things that you think will help. Yeah. It's this movie really does kind of encapsulate how 2020 has felt for me on top of just, I am super invested in Kristen Malati's career for some reason. Oh yeah. Well, um, yeah, yeah, I saw her when I was in high school, I went and saw once on Broadway. Uh, and that's what like, that's where she's like, I saw her, in that, like, she won a Tony for that role. And I, I, I've I, just been, like, weirdly invested in her career ever since. She's great. I love her to pieces. Yeah, um, I
0: am a huge fan of hers. Uh, stretching from How I Met Your Mother, uh, that final season she was on, mm-hmm. to I saw all of A2Z, her show that only lasted one season. Uh, but oh, she was boy. great on that. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I I did yeah like I said I saw this this morning because for this podcast one and also because I've just meaning I've been meaning to see it uh, since it came out Uh, and and I should say it's on Hulu in the US yeah Uh, I'm not sure about internationally but it's it's a Hulu production in the US Um, it's 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 surprisingly smart in the way it handled its like Groundhog Day you know scenario and it's also surprisingly heartfelt dealing with how these two Andy Sandberg and Kristen Milatti their characters basically deal with each other as they're going through this time loop thing. I was surprisingly touched yeah. by the end. I was oh, almost, yeah. I was almost in almost in tears because like you said Harrison, it's unexpectedly a a a a, a, a mirror to 2020 and how going through the same thing oh, day, day in and day out how it wears on somebody and, you know, not to spoil things, but like uh, a character says, I think in the, you know, by the end of the movie, you know, you can't do this alone. And that struck a chord with me pretty, pretty hard. So um, I, I'm glad you brought this up, Harrison, because it it, ha- it forced me to see it. And I hope other people get to see it too. Palm Springs. Uh, it's good. It's really good.
2: It just kind of yeah. came out. Of, it, it just kind of came out of nowhere, too. Like, I don't remember, like... There was probably, like, a light press cycle for it because, like, it did, uh... It, I think it was, um... It hit Sundance in January That's and it right, dropped yeah. in July. Yeah. So, like, there was a little bit of a promo tour, but, like, I just remember seeing it, like... Hearing about it, like, the day after it dropped. And yeah.
0: Like 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 so many movies at the beginning of the year, um, you know, they they, they, go, th- they go through that festival cycle and in a, in a normal year... They'd be out in theaters like summer, and and you know people catch up on it then. But no, like of course there. I think there was a limited theater rollout. There's like maybe some drive-in theaters that were playing Palm Springs, but no, it was just basically Hulu and that's it. And it, it's mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's one of those where I can see people you know missing it because I mean there was a lot happening in July, so so <laughs> it, it's good that it's there on Hulu for people to catch Um, because I I do remember it being like a Sundance favorite I don't know if it played South by it may have played South by but it it was for sure on my radar earlier in the year Uh, but I'm glad it's out for people to see Um, uh, Alex did you end up seeing Palm Springs
3: I haven't yet Harrison said I should watch it and it's been on my list but I'm really bad at watching movies so it's gonna happen it just hasn't happened yet (laughs)
2: Yeah, so, that sounds about right
3: for Yeah, you. yeah.
0: Uh, I'm not going to ask if you've seen Borat 2 yet, because I'm, I'm sure that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but,
3: yeah, that's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but uh, in, it, it, as we were planning this episode, you brought up two movies. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you, uh, how about, I'll just throw it to you, Alex. Of the two movies, yeah. do you want to talk about one in particular? We, we can also talk about both, but which one uh, 2020 movie do you want to talk about first?
3: Let's start with Yes, God, Yes, Okay, because yeah. I watched that recently. And it was one that it was really it, it was on like, you know, when you're on YouTube sometimes and it shows the movies that you can rent. Um, It was one of the ones that popped up on there. And I thought it was some weird like someone made like, you know, it's just some really basement like sea level I don't even know if there's sea level movies, but, you know, just something that like a college student may have made. And, you know, it's on YouTube. I didn't think it was anything like profound um and then i watched the trailer and i grew up going to catholic school and immediately was like oh my goodness like this strikes a chord like this reminds me like this is this would be interesting because sure why not live back on my high school years um i thought it was hilarious and i think because i went on the retreat that the retreat in the movie is based on, it is literally the same retreat, except they just changed a few letters in the name, like down to like the cross that they all get at the end to like how like there's four days and you're supposed to live the fourth and everything. Like that's, it's basically based off of the Kairos retreat that Catholic schools do. Um, (laughs) And it just was like, and it's just so funny. Like the, the way that, Because, like, when I was in high school, I was a little more, like, into it, I guess you'd say. Like, I was, you know, I was the girl, Alice's best friend, who was crying when they read the parents' letter out loud. You know, like, it would just, it struck a little more of a chord with me. But, you know, watching it now and seeing it through the perspective of Alice, who's really not kind of into the whole Catholicism-Jesus relationship... It was so funny because, yeah, like to an outsider or someone who may not be as faith driven, (laughs) it is a really kind of messed up retreat. Like people are supposed to, like, tell complete strangers their darkest secrets and things that, like, they aren't forgiving themselves about. And, like, people are just crying all the time. And then just this girl's, like journey to discovering her sexuality and how like you know intrigued she is but she's also confused and like everything's kind of alarming because she's never seen anything like it before like it's just something that I really related to cuz I you know my upbringing was a little was more sheltered and basically like any sort of sex education i had to go out and find on my own i will say the sex education that they had in the movie was more than i had they at least were like men they heat up like microwaves they're quick to turn on (laughs) women they're like conventional ovens they take time to like turn on and i was like well that's more than i had we basically were like You have sex, you have an STD, and that's gonna be what it is. And it's like, oh, nice. Um, So it was just, it was nice to see uh, like a character on screen who just kind of really struggled at first to kind of figure out what sex is and what sexuality is and to like come to terms with it. Um, And I just found it like, hilarious i just thought it was so funny like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was even just scenes that weren't supposed to be funny but they reminded me of high school and i was like oh my gosh like this is so accurate yeah
0: yeah it's, it, it's, speaking on that like uh this takes place in 2000 and it was the time i was going to high school early 2000s mm-hmm. and boy like when when the main character Logs into AOL when she's on that computer. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that, that yeah. took me back. The, and also the song choices and even like mm. the, 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 the the clothes they wear, it, yeah. it really captured that time <laughs> of, of the early 2000s going to school and those and just dealing, even though this takes place in a Catholic high school, which I did not go to, those, I don't know, just the the, 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 the dialogue, the clicks. It just felt very, very on point with that. Uh, and also, yes, hilarious. I mean, it's it, it's a funny movie. And by the end, it's also very, a very touching coming-of-age movie. Um, mm-hmm. I, I dug it a lot. And, and it's one, I should say, uh, even more so than Palm Springs. It's one that I I heard about in the summer, but it just completely passed me by. you know. And, and, mm-hmm. and reading back, uh, it does say that it played in drive-in theaters. And it was in virtual cinemas in July. But I guess I just missed that. Like it, it I, I, com- it completely bypassed me. Um, but mm-hmm. luckily, it, it is on Netflix now. It it, 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 premiered on Netflix at the end of October, the U.S. at least. So I highly recommend it. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a enjoyable watch, and it also reminded me of uh, movies like uh, But I'm a But I'm a Cheerleader, which I just caught this past year, which I think is phenomenal. Um,
3: oh man, that movie. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> It, it, oh,
0: it, it, it's, it, it's almost like um, a, 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 a spiritual, a spiritual successor to you, but I'm a cheerleader in, in a way.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, but I'm a cheerleader is a lot more, I don't want to say carnal, but like, oh. it's just, it's very in your face and yeah. it's very slapstick and that's where you're supposed to find the humor whereas i think with yes god yes it is just it's more observational i want to say like yeah,
0: ob- observational is, is a great word yeah
3: yeah which is definitely my i love observational humor and it's cuz it's not really even it's just this one person and how they perceive the world around them and it's totally what I do like I go home to my parents and I'll have like these outlandish stories of just things that aren't really that funny but just because I like perceive them so strangely that's why like you know that's why things are funny and that's kind of just how my family's humor is so it, ju- it just hit me and it hit me and I was like this is this is great <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm really yeah. glad I saw this
0: it's a yeah I'm glad I saw it too um, and I, I should also point out uh, uh, Timothy Simons is in this who if you don't know um, he was on. He was on Veep, right? God, he's yeah. He's he's the funny tall dude in Veep. For those who don't know. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> the, who does it, he play in the movie? Who did do, I don't know. Uh, the the, 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 in- the
0: main pastor. Uh, ah, yes. <laughs> that that tall. Okay. Uh, main yeah, pastor. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone
3: um, say Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. <laughs> snaps photo.
0: <laughs> and I don't want to spoil the <laughs> end of the
3: movie, but like hit it's it's brilliant the term, oh my gosh yeah that That is so It is done so well like uh, because it's not even like she's being cruel she's being so cruel but like just the way he responds you're just like oh he's a good actor like you can just and it's also just like a it is a moral conflict that again i don't want to spoil it but it's just like it's something that you see in so many people who are like who are religious or do have faith you know it's just it is a constant like thing that like it's a constant worry in the back of their head and i think just the way that he delivered that oh but, like that whole yeah. scene i was just like yes yeah. and, and, <laughs> and just and, everything and about it and
0: by the end that the main word i thought in my head was like hypocrisy hypocrisy
3: yeah yeah yeah,
0: but, yeah. yeah. um he's good in it the entire movie is so good. Please, please watch it. It's on Netflix. I as I said, uh, Harrison, have you seen this movie?
2: Uh, no, but I also went to Catholic school. Like, <laughs> specifically, a, a, I went to a Jesuit high school in the heart of Washington D.C. I went on Kairos as well. And as we're sitting here talking about this, I ch- I opened Instagram out of like habit, and the first thing I see is my high school being like, "Pray for those kids that went on Kairos today." <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like. Oh dear. What? Okay. Good timing. <laughs> so I I will absolutely add this to my list. This seems like it'll hit uh like hit in a different way, but like in a similar spot mm-hmm. that Lady Bird hit. Yes, mm-hmm. yes.
0: I, I that that came to mind. It's it's an obvious comparison to Lady Bird. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean it doesn't, you know, it's not like beat for beat Lady Bird, but it it certainly like its own it like like I was saying before it just brought me back to that time and and place of the early 2000s much like Ladybird but you know it tells its own story and I, I I got a lot of it I got a lot out of it um without having lived through all that experience I you know I grew up as Catholic sure but did did I have such a you know a a a frustrating experience as somebody who wants to express himself in the Catholic environment. Not that much, no. But it, I still found a lot to connect with. Um, uh, one more before before we go. And I want to point this up because Alex brought up uh, the other mm-hmm. movie that you brought up, Alex. Emma, uh, period.
3: I just... <laughs> I was watching it... Th- I watched it a while ago, so I was re-watching it before we were recording just to um, refresh. Because, like, usually when I watch movies, like, I kind of have to watch them twice because the first time I'm just kind of like, ah, this is a lot. And then the second time I can go through and just kind of be able to, like, see, okay, is this really, like, a good movie or is this just, like you know me being excited at another jane austen adaptation <laughs> um, and it holds up i think it, it it holds up pretty well to a second watch through at least that's my opinion but um, i'm in, what what did you want to say about it
0: no like i i i wanted to bring up the fact that it was one of the last movies i saw in a theater before that was no longer an option and i just had such a fun time watching it like i'm yeah. not i'm not a huge jane austen fan And I say that because I just haven't read any of her works. And I haven't seen a lot of the movies that are based on her works. So, like, I came in it as, like, a novice, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just had so much fun watching this in the theater with a crowd. And there's, like, one moment I don't want to ruin that just got me so hard. I laughed a lot, and the audience laughed a lot. And I kinda
3: wanna, you're gonna have to li- like text me and tell yeah, me what it no, is, because I, I, I have an idea of what it might be, but I also don't wanna spoil it, because like when it hit, like I think I know what you're talking I'll, about. I'll just say but-
0: it involves an insult. Um and it wh- It's what- a
2: Jane Austen adaptation like <laughs> No, we're things. not gonna ruin it <laughs> well, uh, for, 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 Jane Austen rules Harrison. Jane Austen, she, she rules, rules. She rules Harrison. And I will yeah, say ahead, like,
3: Oh, sorry No, I was, I was, just I was gonna say like, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say I've read all but Mansfield Park. And it's been a while since I've read Emma and I've seen so many adaptations since reading Emma that like I honestly don't remember like what's true to the book and what's just like producers being like let's market this to like the sad women in the world. <laughs> um, but I will say like yeah, it's what you said before like it just so I'm not like when I'm talking about Emma I'm not like trying to compare it to the book. I'm just kind of seeing it more as like its own piece. Um, <laughs> I feel attacked. But, well, okay. But I'm just... Again, like I said, it's been a while since I've read it, so I, I don't think I can accurately do that. I can do it on Pride and Prejudice any day, but not in Persuasion, but not not this one. My point being, it is like you said, Marcelo, it is such a fun movie. It is yeah. so well choreographed and it Compared to the other Austin adaptations, it just has a personality, which is what I love about it. Like so many of the other ones, they're mostly done by the BBC, you know, like they're like series. They don't, they're just kind of, they fall flat. But in this movie, you really get Austin's wit and her personality coming through, not just in what the characters are saying, but what you're seeing on screen from the way they move, from the music, the mise en scene, like everything about it just like has personality and it just makes it, so it's, a, it's an enjoyable two hours. You're just smiling and having a good time watching it.
0: Perfect. That's, I could
3: say more, yeah. but I won't because I could go on. I could go on for a while.
0: Yeah. It, it, uh, you, you, you put it so well. Yeah. Um, and I should, I should also point out uh, the, 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 the titular Emma. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, which I think is how you pronounce it. She's amazing. Uh, I'm oh, glad. she's incredible. I'm so happy that she's having a year like with this. I
2: love her in everything.
0: And also, I- I've heard Queen's Gambit is great. I have to see that. Um,
3: Queen's oh, Gambit. yeah. I've Queen's heard that's Gambit's incredible. Great.
0: Yeah, yeah so I, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so happy because uh, I, I think it was yeah of course like, like like everybody the first time I saw her and noticed her was the witch and then since yeah. then mm. she's been doing just amazing work since then uh, uh, oh and I even saw her I just remember this I forgot it existed until just now I saw New Mutants at a drive-in this past year Does that movie exists that <laughs> it's real it's real Harrison and she was good in it the movie's okay it's fine that's all I can say about it <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, but Bye. anyway, uh, Emma. Period, as 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 yes. it's as it's called. Uh, it's on HBO Max in the US. If anybody wants to catch that, uh, and I, re- oh, I, we, I th- yeah. we, we all we all recommend you do. Even Harrison, who uh, hasn't seen it, I think he. he well, yeah, I, yeah. I am, guys. I am, su-
2: I am super familiar with the source material. It's hard to make a bad Jane Austen adaptation. So just any like just go, just watch it, just do it.
3: Yep. I disagree, but. <laughs> I I've seen some really bad ones. Um, Alex, you
2: made me watch a you made me watch a Jane Austen theme park movie and that was Okay, but good. that's
3: actually No, but that's a good adaptation. That is a good a- adaptation of Jane Austen as a whole. I'm talking specifically of like the one the one pride and prejudice adaptation where they're all mormons in utah like that one's terrible that one is literally awful i um, did not
2: know that was a thing and that oh, sounds dreadful
3: i'm also not a fan of the 2008 persuasion personally um but again like i could i'm i digress I, or else well, i'll just I, I won't stop
0: i i can't wait for you and harrison to do a jane austen podcast series <laughs> it's, oh. it's gonna be you amazing. know how
3: many different ideas for series we have <laughs> like ever that's, since starting this one yeah
0: that that makes you a true podcaster
2: alex is all of
0: oh, a sudden wow. you're like i want to do this and this and this that's it
2: you're you're, you're in deep now She's got the equipment. She might as well use it. I
3: might as well. And I think the big thing is because, like, this is the kind of thinking that I did every day for so many years. And then I graduated, and I don't do it anymore. And I miss it. And so I'm just desperate to try to find ways to just, yeah, talk about the books and the movies that I love. Um, And also don't love, because sometimes that's just as fun. So... (laughs)
2: see see our episodes spoilers, see our episodes on the package films (laughs) (laughs) speaking of which uh,
0: we've reached the end thank you Alex, thank you Harrison for for joining me, for joining us on this episode Uh, why don't we close things off with plugs hey, let's let's continue to talk about this great podcast dream a little deeper, or anything else you want to plug here at the end of the show why don't we go to Alex first Alex, where can people listening find you online if you want to be found
3: you can find me on twitter at alex underscore isaac um you can also find me on instagram at alex isaac underscore
2: isaac is spelled with a k oh that's right yes oh
3: yeah it is it's it's a weird spelling um it's it's isaac like the bible but instead of a c it's a k <laughs> have fun figuring that out.
0: <laughs> that's a puzzle for everybody
2: to solve here at the end yes of the uh, harrison yes. what about you you can find me on Twitter at play underscore champion, and you can also find the podcast I do with Marcelo, where we talk about Lord of the Rings, which is currently only halfway through its run. Oh, Jesus. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, <laughs> at uh, Going Helms Deep on Twitter and wherever yeah. you can get podcasts.
0: Yes. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, yes, Going Helms Deep. Uh, also, Talk Film Society. That's my plug. Check us out. Uh, TalkFilmSociety.com uh listen to all our shows including dream a little deeper now on patreon patreon.com slash society for the first five episodes uh and they'll be coming out weekly uh starting on the 24th of november on the free feed feeds there you go that's that's it. Oh boy. What's what I mean I I'm not I shouldn't be one to give five stars to my own podcast but this was a five star episode. <laughs> Thank you five both. Five star podcast five star <laughs> runtime. <laughs> Thank you Harrison, for reminding uh, me this was only supposed to go for 45 minutes but we've we're, we're, we're approaching well, we an hour Start talking about our movies.
3: Until <laughs> I was just say, I'll just say whenever Harrison and Harrison, and I always go over, we always talk way more than we think. So we just brought this curse onto your podcast. Oh, no, I mean, I'm, I, I think so Harrison maybe knows. I'm
2: just the problem. No, I'm just the problem.
0: Maybe I, I, I don't know who, I don't know who's to blame, but uh, whatever. Let's, let's just wrap this up. Um, thank you, Alex. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you everybody for listening. And as I always say at the end of every episode, I always do hey, see you at the movies. No, I never say that.
2: Go helms deep in them guts.
0: Nope. <laughs> Bye.